Hello and welcome back to the Classic Nine podcast. As always, I'm joined by Gabriel Pogo. How are you doing, Gabriel? I'm doing great. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, we're back in lockdown in the UK, so I did my last shift at work last night. Um, got some, that sounds fun. Yeah, I got uh, like we had beer to use, so I got some free beer. Oh yeah, that's nice. <laughs> and I'm currently drinking Newcastle Brown Ale. Oh, nice. I'm currently drinking nothing, but it's okay. It's fine. So let's get started. The Sports Bible and the Daily Mail are both reporting that Barcelona need to cut 171 million from the squad wage bill or potentially go bankrupt. Gabriel, what do you make of that? I think they're in a tricky position because obviously there's no fans because of the pandemic. So they're in a tricky position. And of course, they've always gambled financially with like big money signings. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, Usman Dembele, Philippe Coutinho, those two definitely come to mind. Exactly. I mean, do you know know what we could buy with 120 million? Do you know what we could buy? What could could we buy? Like yachts, villas, like uh, like a building in New York City, you could buy pretty much anything with 120 million. They bought a player who's injured set, uh, six days of the week. <laughs> six days of the week. So on a yeah. Sunday, you can just go out and go with the pub exactly. and they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, the thing is, though, as well, this is obviously going to play into like, uh, so obviously in the last window, we had the, the sort of, potential transfer saga for Lionel Messi uh, going to I think City were probably the most likely I think if he's going to have the cut like potentially take a cut on his wage do you think he's going to leave yes or no for me he's leaving yeah because yeah. they they don't seem the way the like performance performance wise they're not performing very well they're absolutely they're top of their group in the Champions League but they're way behind in La Liga which is the bread and butter for any La Liga teams you have to do well in the league and they're not so they're not performing well in the league and it doesn't look like it's going to improve whether it's with the coach or with the transfer so for me Messi he doesn't have many destinations he could he can go to but he still should go yeah um, I, I'm sort of in a, in, a, uh, in a greens for that I think it's more of a matter of when not if um I think he could even potentially go in January the thing is though I mean this I think Barca fans might be more accepting of it if they'd maybe treated like uh, if Cumin had maybe treated Luis Suarez a bit better. Yeah, because obviously Suarez is the I think he's the third highest uh, all-time goal scorer for Barcelona. Not only that, but they're great mates. They they were always together on the training pitch with Neymar as well. They were the the trio, the attacking trio, and obviously yeah, MSN that brings back memories. Exactly. When Neymar left, they were the two remaining of that trio and yeah. their best mates. So obviously, and when Messi, it's a well-known fact that Messi was disappointed with Suarez's treatment by the board. Well, that's a thing. Maybe do you think they might have like done better? If they kept Suarez and potentially got rid of Griezmann instead. They. That's what they should have done. But I, to be honest, it's so difficult to move Griezmann. Because you are on record as saying that you agreed with getting rid of Suarez um, because it would allow them to play Griezmann through the middle. But that's not considering Messi's departure. If you take into account that Messi is your best player and he's out of contract next summer, then you, even if I think that 
Griezmann has to be given a chance down the middle like he was playing for Atletico, you have to take into consideration that there's a great um, synergy between chemistry between Suarez and Messi. And if you keep Suarez, then you, there's a bigger chance that Messi's going to stay. Mm, I think I would have... I, I think maybe you wasted money on Griezmann. No, they have. They definitely have. Yeah, because he, he, he's like... The thing is with Barcelona, they've been trying to re- like replace like Messi and Neymar for years. Obviously, Messi because he's getting older and they wanted to start phasing him out of the team. But Griezmann for me was a player that they just didn't really need. I agree. It's scatter. It's a scattergun approach. It's literally who's the biggest player we could. No, it's actually we knew from a while ago that Griezmann wanted to go to Barcelona and maybe <laughs> yeah, he made a movie about it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was more of a case that Griezmann wanted to go to Barcelona than them wanting him. Barca wanted Griezmann, yeah. It's like, can I come here, please, please, I beg. And they're like, all right, we'll give give you 200 million and you can come. (laughs) But yeah, I think come next summer, uh, Lionel Messi and Ronald Koeman will have something in common. Do you know what that is? They will Mm. both have used to play for Barcelona. Oh, I see. (laughs) That was rehearsed, guys. It was rehearsed. No, it wasn't. Uh, I mentioned I would say something like that earlier. <laughs> it's totally improvised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's just going to be a running joke now. Anyways, there's a there's been an update in the Newcastle takeover saga. Yeah, but- we're gonna do an. I'm gonna do an actual video going over absolutely everything because it's been going on for too long. But essentially, um. The consortium that we reported last week had Mike Ashley's backing have had paper they have served legal papers to the Premier League and the Premier League have came out and asked for more time to respond to them. I can now confirm that the consortium has rejected that from the Premier League and fair play to them for that because um we have been putting up with this for way too long. Yeah, you've been. It's been. It's. It's. It, it, even... it, the story really sort of came to life at the beginning of the last lockdown. We're now into the sequel. Exactly. Even me, as a neutral fan, as an outsider, I'm sick and tired of this saga. Honestly, I just want it done with. Can we just? Can we just get it done, please? Yeah. It's. Uh, I'm, yeah. By, no by done, I mean. Bruce. Yeah. By done, I mean either you do it or you don't do it. But I hate this in-between stage where we're at. Well, the fact is, though, it's like the the it sort it sort of came out that the Premier League were on sort of no grounds to actually reject it. So, like, I honestly think this time um, it could happen. I just really want it to happen. <laughs> but what Newcastle fan doesn't? But also, what Man United fan does? I mean, to be honest, it's not just us; it's everyone in the league. Other than Newcastle fans, nobody really wants like another sort of Man City style takeover times ten. Yeah, exactly. It's just annoying for... I mean, it's, it'll make the league more competitive and less competitive in a way. Because if you get if you do another Man City, it's going to become less competitive because you'll be in the top four regularly, eventually. But and it'll make it more competitive in, the, in a way because there'll be more teams with the finances to compete. Well, that's the thing. It used to be like the top six... Sorry, the top four. Then it was the top six. Now, I think it would probably be like... So top eight, top eight or nine, which is ridiculous. Let's do a top yeah. twenty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because <laughs> at that point you've got to include like Newcastle, Everton, possibly well even Wolves, Leicester. Leicester. So ten. 
It's like top 20. All 20 uh, teams can win the league now. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, that's how it used to be. So, I mean, in the 90s. Before, uh, before the. I the money came in obviously, but yeah, that's how yeah. it used to be. Yeah, West Brom have a great shot at the title this year. I mean, Christ, Huddersfield won it three times, I think. Oh God, that was a long time ago, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're still more recently than us. Mauricio Pochettino, he's back in the scene. He's back. Um, he looks so much younger than he did when he was managing Spurs, didn't he? Yeah, it did become quite stressful. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's. I think it's yeah, he looks so much as well. Yeah, he looked so much more relaxed. Like, relaxed, and, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's taken time off, obviously. he's uh, He said that he has taken time maybe to reflect on what happened at Spurs and how he could improve his um, yeah. managerial skills, which is which I think is very important. When you are out of a job for a manager, you have to reflect and improve. That's why yeah, I yeah. hope... That's hope. That's what Jose said he did. I don't <laughs> think he did actually. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the, the the thing is though, after Tottenham, where do you think he's gonna go? Uh, it's either PSG or Manchester United, I think. I mean, Jose, not Poch. Oh, Jose! Oh God, you pro- like? I an... think PSG would be a good fit to Jose. Nah, he's not a top level manager anymore. I think. He's, yeah, but he's... PSG aren't really a, like the. A... I'll never class PSG as a top team. They're not a top team, but their board will want a they'll want a world class manager or a season winner. Right now, but like PSG don't have a world class manager. I don't think they actually have PSG had a world class manager before. Yeah, Ancelotti. Did he manage them? Yeah, and twenty from twenty eleven to twenty thirteen. You know what, with PSG, it's just like people think, uh, honestly, it's the go through managers like, you know, like Chelsea used to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I think Mourinho would be a good fit for PSG. It'd be a good fit for him, but I don't think it, because <laughs> he can win trophies and finally brag, but I don't think it'll be a good fit for PSG. Well, I, no, I mean, because they're going to win the French League anyway, aren't they? So then he's got that to brag about, but I mean. Yeah. I don't want to see Neymar at left back, you know what I mean? Why not? The, uh, you know what? Yes, let's say Neymar at left back. Yeah. Oh, God. No, <laughs> I, no, I don't want any of that. And I don't think... If you ask any PSG fan, I don't think they'll, they'll want Well, the it. thing is, though, I mean, like... Uh, no, I think Mourinho would do well if PSG... Like, um, he might get them a Champions League or something. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. But anyways, we... On Poch, on the subject of Pochettino... Yeah. Um, do you think he's gonna go to any team anytime soon? What's the situation? Do you think? Well, as I recall, he was watching the Newcastle situation. So, like, obviously, to t- depend on a takeover, like there's Newcastle, uh, there's Man United, that where you'll be looking, thinking, well, Solskjaer's gonna go soon. You'll be possibly looking at, like, you know, if City for some reason left Guardiola, get rid of Guardiola. Or PSG if they get rid of Tuchel. I don't know. I don't think he wants to go to PSG. He'd go to PSG because he wants to manage in a top league. Yeah, if he, I think he said he enjoys the Premier League. So I, I'd love him. I want him to be in the Premier League, anyways. I don't want him to go to France. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. If he goes to PSG, he'll win trophies. But like, you know, it just I don't know. I just don't think that would mean as much when you've got no real opposition. Yeah, but I mean. In fairness to him, if you're in his place, you've been criticised for four years for not having won a trophy, even though it's with And you just Tottenham. go to a team that just wins trophies because I mean, yeah, they're they... just the because there's nobody who is really there to oppose them. PSG 
like I know you guarantee trophies, but it's well, I think that's more to do with the fact that like the sort of lack of opposition. I do, I do. It's it's uh, it's, I think it's uh, with different opinions. It's just how you if you view trophies as trophies, then then you could understand if he chose to go to PSG. Of course, I want him to manage the Premier League as every you know British football fan will want, apart from Spurs fans. But again, it's his choice to make, and it, again, it will depend on what manager gets sacked before the other. Yeah, I mean, Man United would be likely. I mean, if the takeover would happen at Newcastle, then I would imagine that Steve Bruce would be possibly thrown into a giant chasm somewhere in the middle of the Pacific. To, to finish on Poch, I, I just think for me, I rate him extremely highly. And I can even say that I think any team in the world would be what maybe about not Barca, Barca, Juventus, maybe not Bayern Munich because that's just one, you know, something you call well, a Bayern, tiny trophy. The, the thing is, though, Bayern are like they are like a sort of constantly building team. So yeah, I actually think he could do quite well at Bayern, but he doesn't. And I don't think Poch speaks German. Would you agree with the the opinion that he could? Any team could get him, honestly. Any, any. Yeah, if any team in the world were to get Pochettino, you wouldn't be disappointed. Put it that way. Even Real Madrid. Yeah, even Real. I mean, Real need a rebuild now, anyway, don't they? And he, he would never go to Barca because obviously he managed. Um, oh, Espanol. Espanol. Yeah, yeah. But Real Madrid has no links to Barcelona whatsoever. So. Yeah, well, that'll be one way for him to like really piss off Barcelona again. Uh, I think. You know what? The more I think about it, the more it looks like a plausible like outcome. Anyway, on to this week's fixtures. First game: Wolves two, Crystal Palace nil. A goal from Ryan Ait Nuri and a goal from Daniel Podens um, for Wolves and for Crystal Palace. A goal um, for Milivojevic. No, Milivojevic didn't score. He got sent off, mate. Oh, he got sent off, my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he even read it 2-0. <laughs> yeah, just leave this for him. I apologise, uh, I apologise. He scored a red card, let's say that. <laughs> he scored a red card. Sergio <laughs> Ramos would be proud. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, so anyways, what did you make of the game? Yeah, all right. I mean, Palace had more possession, um, but um, Wolves managed 15 shots, five on target. So they got a third of the shots on target. You've um, had shots before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Wolves were much more physical. Uh, I mean, they committed like 13 fouls. Um, obviously, Milivojevic got sent off for Palace, which will hurt them in uh, the future, in the sort of immediate future. Obviously, Milivojevic is their club captain. And who will take penalties without Luka Milivojevic if you're a Palace fan? That we know. <laughs> Because that seems bizarre. to be the only way he scores penalties. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, for Palace, why are they not starting Everetti Eze? I have no idea. He's a good yeah. player for them. I, I don't know why he left him out of the game. Um, yeah, I mean, you can play on the left as well. I mean, Christ, he's got to be bloody better than Jordan Schlupp. I'm actually surprised. Called Schlupp. That... He's called Jordan Schlupp. Yeah, like, what, what, what would you associate with a sound that would go Schlupp? Well, actually, Schlupp. it's a bit like, you know, Donald Trump. Yeah. His grandfather's last name was Drumpf. I know, yeah, and they changed yeah, it to that's... Trump. So to finish on this game, I thought Podence was quite was very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, he was dangerous goal. against us a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, and Dundonka, Dundonka was very good again in this game. Yeah, I like Dundonka's him. He's, good. Obviously, he's Belgian from my country, so I like him. But yeah, yeah. 
Next game. On to the Saturday fixtures. Sheffield United, nil, Man City won. Now, this is one that I said, you know what, I think City will win, but I'm, I wouldn't put money on it because you can always sort of count on City to mess it up. But they um, they, they, they won. Carl Walker scoring against his hometown club. Uh, not a lot happened in that game, to be honest. Not a lot, yeah. It, uh, so it's the second successive 1-0 win for Man City, which you wouldn't associate with Man City. Usually yeah, they clean score 4-5. Clean yeah. sheets, yeah. Um, it's they're grinding out wins, which obviously, if you want to win the title, you have to do, I guess, uh, when you're yeah. not playing well. Do you think they need a like a proper striker? It seems like they're creating chances, but not putting in them away. Started Ferran Torres up front, That's what and I mean. they've also been given a lot of game time to like Liam Delap, who uh, yeah, guess what? Striker, yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad was Rory Delap, the bloke who people will remember fondly for being able to throw the ball. Oh yeah! Oh god! <laughs> played yeah, for Stoke. I think he played for Sunderland as well, actually. But um, yeah. Wasn't he the this guy who could throw, could throw like the ball from the halfway line and literally create like? Yeah, he, he could. Like he, he was a threat from throw-ins. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering. Well, imagine if he threw it into the net. Like, would it would it stand? <laughs> I think I think it would. I'm not. Uh, I think. Yeah. It would. <laughs> Oh, can you? I want so want to go. Oh, do you remember? That's a tension that I'll keep in the podcast. But do you remember when a, a goal was scored but with a beach ball? Oh, Sunderland against Liverpool. How could I forget yeah. that? The goal goal. Can you oh imagine being yeah. an, an opposition fan? You, you because it of wasn't a beach the goal ball, actually, was it? <laughs> but that beach was, ball, yeah. That was so funny. I mean, oh, that was like. Imagine being a Liverpool fan that day, or being a Sunderland <laughs> fan, where one of your best moments in your life has came because someone threw a beach ball onto the onto the pitch. I mean, it's like I remember once at the Newcastle we were playing Cardiff in the FA Cup. Um, we lost two one. As I remember, Craig Noon scored a ridiculous curler for Cardiff. But um, yeah, like basically, like in the strawberry corner, um, there was uh, like. Someone brought a toy sheep into the stadium <laughs> and they're throwing that about, going sheep, sheep, shagger, shagger, sheep, sheep, shagger, shagger. Then well, someone threw it onto the pitch, I think. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. It would have been fu- funny if the sheep scored the winner for Newcastle. Oh, yeah. It just bounced off the sheep and yeah. went in. Or the sheep just proper nuts it in like Alan Shearer in his prime. Yeah, it scores a header from 30 or something. <laughs> or Can I just say this was just like a cuddly toy sheep? No actual sheep were involved, uh, were harmed yeah. in this. Anyway, moving on to Burnley nil, Chelsea 3. Um, I was about to say an amazing game at this other one. Yeah, but it was 3 0. Um, Hakim Ziyech, Kurt Zuma, and Timo Werner with the goals. So it's quite good to see Timo Werner starting to come to life for Chelsea. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, although he's not. He's not the. I don't think Chelsea fans realized the type of striker he was. They thought he was like a, a better t- Tammy Abraham, which he's not at all. No, no, he's about a foot smaller than Tammy Abraham. First of all, but then even his style of play is completely different. Like, yeah, I mean Werner. Will run in behind Abraham's like a target yeah. man. I'd yeah, love to see those two paired together though. I'd be, you know, like in the nineties, you had a four-four-two. You'd have yeah. the guy, you'd have Abraham. Well, that's Werner. the thing. It's like Shearer and Sutton, isn't it? Impressively enough, they've kept uh, five clean sheets in their last five games. Yeah. Um, 
which they were not used to with Kepa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're only a point ahead of us, and that, that's saying something. We're level yeah. on points with Man City. That's a weird thought. <laughs> it's yeah, the start of the season yeah. is, is weird. Um, yeah, that, that happens everywhere, every year though, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so next, going to the red half of Merseyside, Gabriel, would you care to tell us what's happened there? An amazing game. It's Liverpool two, West Ham one. Right, so on this game, I'd say, again, Liverpool managed to grind out a win. Mm. But I say grind out, but at the same time... They were the stand, better team, I mean. like The thing exactly. is, like, they'd managed like 72% possession. So they only managed nine shots. That's what I mean, they had to grind it out. But West Ham, West Ham are not good. They're not, they can't even counter-attack properly. Well, I mean, they've got Mikhail Antonio, he's bloody quick. Imagine if West Ham signed DeAndre Yedlin, then down the right-hand side that could have Yedlin and Antonio. Like, that would be, like, really hard to deal with. Where's Henderson, by the way? Anderson used to play. Felipe right? Anderson, he's gone yeah. out on loan. I think he's in... He plays in Portugal now, I think. Oh, he used to be good, you know? Yeah. Be good. The thing is, though, he's too much of a luxury player for, uh, like, a David Moyes system. Anyways, on to the next game. Aston Villa 3, Southampton 4. Goals by Tara Mings, Oli Watkins, Jack Grealish for Aston Villa, and goals by Vestergaard, Ward Prowse with a, brace. a double, a brace, sorry, and Danny Ings with a goal. What did you make of this game? Now, last week, I put, I did say this would be an amazing game, an absolutely amazing game with a nil-nil, but it actually did turn out to be a good game. <laughs> the thing yeah. is, though, right, um, Southampton were 4-1 up, like, um, until like the 90th minute like until yeah. the 93rd minute or something that second half so that first half Southampton played very played well Vought Prowse scored two goals but that second half Aston Villa were I mean they were I, I'm gonna say all over them but they were very good yeah I mean like they came good and added time just not good enough no they were good overall they scored in added time but they were good in yeah the well, they, they weren't good, good enough yeah, it's, it's a shame. Lost. I think if if it wasn't for James Ward-Prowse and his amazing free kick, I think it could have been a Villa win. But, mm. but that's like saying, right, there's a player who scored two goals and obviously four minus two is two. Some no, good I'm maths there saying... for you. <laughs> no, no, obviously you can't take out the goals, but I'm talking about the general performance, which mm. is important in football. But Ward-Prowse is a good player. Yeah, he is, he is. Um... Right, next game. The, an amazing game. Oh, yeah. Let's see what it was. Oh, it was actually a good game. Newcastle 2, Everton 1. Uh, brace from Callum Wilson. The goal from Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, so, in the first half... Uh, sorry, in the second half, uh, on the 56th minute, Callum Wilson was brought down by Andre Gomez for a penalty, which he slotted home. And he got a second in the 84th minute, putting Newcastle 2-0 up. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin scored um, a consolation goal for them. Um, but Newcastle, I mean, we managed 11 shots in this game. Like, we played some good, like, counter-attacking football. Like, we made a few chances. So, it was better than usual. The, yeah, I, I agree. The difference between um, Newcastle this season and Newcastle last season is that you have a, you finally have a striker who can score goals. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's all. I will say Jacob Murphy has got a new lease of life in this uh, new right wing back position. 
Yeah, what he used to play last season? He's a, before this, he hadn't played for us since about 2017, 2018. Because of an injury? No, 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 no. He just like went out on loan for a couple of seasons. Like We signed him from Norwich uh, for about 12 million in... Uh, I think it was in Rafa's first season. Uh, like full season back in the Prem um, so this would be 16-17 um, yeah he was, like he was uh, he played right wing he he was good going forward like but no end product but um, he in this new position he seems to be pretty good going box to box and he scored a good free kick against Wolves so well done to him but yeah we played quite well um, it was quite funny seeing the little Macam T-Rex Jordan Pickford on the bench for Everton <laughs> like he's finally been dropped but I mean for Everton though this is what happens when Everton are playing without like Richarlison yeah that's so you wouldn't think it but that's such important players for them yeah yeah I mean that's the thing I mean like the I mean Christ John Joe Kenny started this game for them and Kunku as well so I mean, they are without like some of their like so there you look at like they're without like Seamus Coleman they're without Luka Dina, they're without Richarlison and like the Everton need to get some more depth in these positions maybe get some other some more players who can actually you know fill in when needs be so it's not like too big a drop in quality to like you know bringing in bloody Fabian Delph mm. or John Joe Kenny or bloody like Bernard or Alex Awobi but yeah solid win for Newcastle um Yep, happy with that, you know. It's just still okay. quite hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame you can't dominate games. It's a shame. Yeah, you, that, the thing is, though, you'd think we've got players to at least be a good counter-attacking team, but, like, I mean, we've got Isaac Hayden who can, like, he's a good ball winner. I think him and Matty Longstaff would be really good together when both fully fit. Yeah, the long ta- the Longstaff's brother, that's the hardest name to pronounce. Maybe, Longstaff. <laughs> Longstaff. <laughs> Yeah. Not long stuff, long stuff, <laughs> long stuff stuffed. Uh, anyways, the, the <laughs> long stuff brothers uh, just dis- uh, just disappeared. Where are they? Well, Matty's injured at the minute, and Sean was on the bench. Like Sean's played a little bit lately, um, so that was what pivot in this. So, but uh, like without Hayden, we really lack like uh, a ball winner. You know, we gone. Um, Manchester United did nil. Arsenal won. Uh, I know I got this. I got that bloody uh, one wrong, didn't I? Yeah, we, we both did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ne- next game, Tottenham two. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> we go and talk about it. Right. Um, Bamiyang got a penalty. Right. So all I have to say is, uh, I'm speechless because, literally, the, first of all, how can you beat Leipzig five 0 and play very well, press press them very well? attack quickly attack with there's some sort of defensive and attacking shape and then play like that against Arsenal where it looks disjointed maybe looks Leipzig like... aren't as good as people make them out to be because I mean Christ they've got Alexander Solar up front who you might remember being a flop at Crystal Palace in fact I mean they even signed him from Palace he just had a good year out in Turkey last season it's easier to say that now that they've lost what three games on the bounce but before we played them they were unbeaten in the league and that they'd reached the Champions League semi-final so it's easy no, to I say mean, that now I think yeah no, are... but when they reached like 
the thing is though, when they like last season, they were much stronger than they are now. But the thing is though, as well, Leipzig. I mean, I think you'd have like you'd have doubts like with bloody Saul off up front. Yeah, but it's still, like signing Hosselu. So that you you did play well in that game. However, Leipzig mainly maybe just aren't as strong a team as they were last year. Right, but then against Arsenal. I'd be fair, I think they're probably quite comparable in quality to Leipzig. They, no, for me, they have better players. They have better players in Leipzig. They have Partey, Aubameyang, Lacazette, mm. Pepe. They have, now they have Gabriel, they have Tierney, Leno. They have better players in Leipzig. But mm. that's not the point. The point is, it against Arsenal, it looks disjointed. It looks like there's no real plan. There's no way to progress the ball and actually create chances. And... Although Arsenal were the better team, I have to say they didn't create that many chances. If you take out the penalty, they had one shot on target in the whole game. Now, it's not, you could say it's a tactical masterclass by Arte. I just think it's because no, we I don't think it's a tactical masterclass from anyone, to be honest. I think I Ollie just, like, Ollie as a manager for me, I think, has, like, I think you'll even admit he has some shortcomings. He has limitations, yeah. I yeah, think. he's got limitations, as does Arteta. But I think you can either put this down as just like, uh, it's just one of them games, which do happen. But the fact is as well, I mean, when you're at home and like, you really need to be breaking teams down when you're playing at your home stadium, you know? Like, I mean, it was at Old Trafford, wasn't it? It was, it was. It was, it was like first... Arsenal's first win there in about 14 years or something. 14 years and their first away win to a top six side in five years. Yeah. I'll, I'll address this game and... Uh, for anyone who is interested, um, we will be mixing it up during the international break with some uh, different sort of content. We'll be in a little what's going on where Gabriel will be talking about Man United. Anyway, next to Tottenham 2, Brighton 1. Is um, there really much to say about this? Kane played well and like Tottenham are a better team than uh, Brighton. Like, I mean, but we already knew that. They're a better team on paper, but they had less possession, so I'm surprised. Well, yeah, by that. that doesn't that doesn't guarantee anything. Everton were a better team than us, and they they have more posi- uh, possession than us. Under Pochettino, they would have more possession because they yeah, knew they, how to take care yeah. of the ball. Yeah, well, it's a thing. I mean, I think with Tottenham, it's just like one. Well, obviously, Mourinho is very pragmatic, but they managed nine shots, getting a third of those on target. Yeah, Gareth Bale with a goal. Uh, yeah. Goal is. You know, it must be great for him to come back to his. Uh, his it's not his boyhood club, but it's a club he, he enjoyed playing at. And yeah, he has a lot of history there, you know. Yeah, and scoring a goal on this. No, it's not his return, but. No, it's know. not the return, but it's. It's. It, you know, it's. Uh, actually, no, I think it might be. Oh, no, no, no. He played in Tottenham West Ham. That was at uh, Spurs' new ground, wasn't it? It's his first goal yeah. in, uh, in Spurs' new ground. In seven years. His first goal in yeah. seven years. Yeah. In, in that um, time, Tottenham have a new stadium. Uh, goal for Brighton through, uh, through uh, Tariq Lamptey. Uh, Lamptey, I would not be surprised if he gets snapped up by a bigger and better club than Brighton. Um, could he... I'd love him at Newcastle, actually, Lamptey. Yeah, of course. He would be a good fit he... for us as well. He'd compliment Jamal Lewis very well. If you had to go to a big six, which one would he go to? Uh, who needs a right back? Ars- oh, Arsenal. Arsenal should go for him. Yeah, he'd, he'd be a good count. Uh, he'd be a good. Uh, he'd be a good option for them, or maybe like Max Aaron's from Norwich. Exactly, but Arsenal 
do need a right back because I mean, United we've got one Bissaka who's not the best offensively, but defensively is. Yeah, yeah, he's solid. Right. So Man City. Oh, Man City to replace Kyle Walker maybe. Mm, no, I think they've got plenty. I think they've got a good three, four seasons left in Walker. Liverpool, uh, they've got yeah TAA, so that's not. not yeah, unless they want to move him into midfield. Maybe that's that's a shout. And then Chelsea, mm. they've got Reese James, who looks a prospect. So I don't yeah. think he'll be going there. Yeah, I think maybe like a Newcastle would be a good move for him. It's funny because li- literally England have the best <laughs> options with right backs. They've got ten. Literally, you could feel the whole eleven with right backs. I mean, like let's see. So Trent, um, Wan-Bissaka, um, Reese James, Walker, um, Trippier, Walker, Trippier, Lamptey, Max Ahrens. Um, who ridiculous. else can play there? Um, can you imagine if you had that depth for every position? <laughs> I know we'd we'd be a lot better off than we are yeah. right now. You'd have ten World Cups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just have a right backs only World Cup. Uh, anyway, now I want to a game that we predicted would change the fabric of the very universe itself. A clash of a team from West London and a team from the Midlands. It's not the big ones. It's uh, it's not Chelsea and uh, Villa. Nope, it's Fulham and West Brom. Sorry to string you guys along like that. So Bobby Reed and uh, Ina with the goals. Um, I predicted this to be a nil-nil, um, but well, it does show us that Fulham are at least better than West Brom. It's not saying much because honestly, West <laughs> Brom are terrible. But there's three worst teams in the league than them at this point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but when you watch them, they look the worst. Uh, well, Fulham, I mean, like, the thing is, though, I mean, maybe they can take points against, like, um, you know, teams like Sheffield United or Burnley. Like, maybe, or just maybe that'll be enough to keep them up if Burnley don't, Burnley and Sheffield United don't turn a corner. But, um, yeah, um, there's not much to say about this one. Good win for Fulham. Scott Parker's first win of the season. But uh, yeah, as that's the thing. This game as well was the five thirty kickoff on a Monday, <laughs> and you had to pay for it as well. <laughs> Fifteen pounds. Yeah, who who was gonna pay for that? Realistically, is that how much little like how little faith they had in this game? Because I mean, I definitely predicted it being nil nil last week. Me too. Uh, yeah, I predicted nil nil. Yeah, <laughs> like it was like terrible. Anyway, a uh, bit of a shock this week in a game that we you said had a draw written all over it. Um, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> yep, and I was even more wrong. Leeds won Leicester 4. Um, Harvey Barnes, Yuri Tielemans uh, with a brace and Jamie Vardy with the goals. Stuart Dallas getting one for Leeds just after the turn of the second half. Um, this is, uh, I think, a bit of a reality check for Leeds isn't it it is but in some way this happens to every promoted team he dominated possession with worse yeah. players so what I'm saying is with better players I think they could have gotten results yeah instead. I mean that's the thing I mean if they had like Ben White from last season he could have maybe helped out a bit more yeah um, if they had someone better than Bamford up front that would have helped but I mean it wasn't bad football from Leeds um, they just uh, let's just say they had a coach up 
at the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they 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 got caught up on the break as well. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes you do need to, you need to know when to drop back. And the thing is, though, they managed 11 shots, only four on target. Leicester got 10 shots, eight on target. Now, that's the thing. As I said there, they need to be better with, like, the forwards. Like, the it wasn't a case of, like, they played badly, but it was a case of, they just, they, like, they needed better players for this. That's what, that's what, yeah, that's what I've been saying. So, I yeah. think with Bielsa and Leeds, it's just going to have to take, you're, you're going to have to It'll wait until he time. gets better quality. It'll take time. Quick fire predictions, Brighton, Burnley. Uh, this is the 5.30 kickoff on a Friday. Very little faith in this, and it's for some reason on box office as well, so you've got to pay for it if you want to watch it. I'm no, going to say nil-nil. I'm going to say nil-nil as yeah, well. Yeah, it's going to be a great game, that nil-nil. I mean, I, I which way is it going to go? <laughs> um, exactly. Then, Southampton versus Newcastle. I don't we know. Have I have good, no idea. We have a good record at St. Mary's. Um, you know what? I'm going to say... Um, 1-0 win Newcastle. My God, if you win, then you'll probably, you'll be in the top six. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. We, we're the only team that would like, the thing is, that I think we're only there on like the merit of it being like so early in the season. But if yeah. we win, we'll be on 14 points. So that would put, we're, oh, that put we're like uh, level with Tottenham. <laughs> it's, it's, it. it's insane. It's level insane. with Tottenham, Everton and Southampton themselves and Wolves. So that's the thing. I mean, maybe things aren't as bad as we might have been at Newcastle, but the football is just bloody awful to watch. Exactly. But he get, gets results, at least. Sometimes. Well, on a, I, I think um, if we had, like, Yelsa as our manager, we would be... That, I would love that. Yeah, can what we, about... Yeah, can we get Bielsa, please? Exactly. <laughs> I'm asking you that. <laughs> no, no, no I mean, let, let's, let's make a deal. We get Poch, you get Bielsa. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd love that. I mean, Bielsa's a freaking... Yeah, he's mental. We'd love that. Oh, you he would be a cult hero. Oh, he, he could I think he could even make make his way into like the way like uh put it this way, you'd remember him. Like uh it, you know, sort of like some of the more anonymous managers we've had. So for this game I'm predicting two one. No, I think we'll beat Southampton. We've got a good record against them. I think the thing is though, player for player. I mean, you've got to remember as well. Danny Ings is out. Yeah, he got injured in the last game. All right, so that okay. So I might have to change it because he's their main striker and their main source of goal. So and can I'd I say... just say he hasn't scored against you in quite a while? That might be a good thing then if he hasn't scored against you and he's injured. Yeah, like even if he plays, I think um, we we could get a win there. Right, I'll say two one. You you you've predicted one nil. I'm saying one nil Newcastle. Now onto your team. Everton. So we played Goodison this time. Um, God. Everton will be without Richarlison and Dinya. No, Dinya's actually can't play that game. Oh, the, can he? Can he? Yeah, the oh, red card got rescinded. Um, well, why didn't he play against us? Because it was a one-match ban. All oh, right. Um, right. So Martial is finally back after his three-match suspension. Um, I'm not feeling it to be honest, because Everton have been terrible lately. Um, yeah, they've lost a couple of games on the bounce. Um, but so have we, so... Yeah. I'm going to say 1-1 for this. Uh, I'm going to be pessimistic. I hate to be pessimistic, but I just want to be pessimistic so that if anything goes against my prediction, I'm You happy. can say you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was wrong. I was wrong, but... <laughs> yeah, you'll be like, oh, at least we're one. <laughs> okay, I'll say, right, Everton to win it 2-1. Everton to win 2-1 for you. 
then on an amazing game, Crystal Palace and Leeds. Nah, you nah, you're doing them disservice. That's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I am gonna say uh, one-one on that. I'll be. Mm, actually, it's at I'm, I'm actually gonna say two-one Palace. I'm gonna say one-nil Palace. Um, next on to the five thirty kickoff on Saturday, Chelsea versus Sheffield United. Two-nil Chelsea. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Now, on the Saturday, on the 8 o'clock, we are in for an amazing game. It's the East and West London derby. It's West Ham and Fulham. Oh, my God. Can we say nil-nil, please? I'm going to say nil-nil. Honestly, I can't say that. <laughs> I'm going to nah, say nil-nil. I, I'm going to predict a draw 2-2. Two, two. Um, anyway, on Sunday, the 12 o'clock kickoff, we have a team who are unfortunately now a bit of a running joke in the series. Don't really know why. West Brom playing Tottenham at the Hawthorns. Oh, that's going to be... It's uh, There's there's literally two scenarios for that game. Either Tottenham will destroy Someone's going West to Brom. Wi- yeah, or West Brom are going to nick it. Yeah, yeah, for me. So, <laughs> wh- which way are you going? I'm going to say Tottenham are going to win... Three nil. Me too. I wanna go I wanna be outrageous. I'm gonna say five two. I'm gonna go <laughs> five two to six nil West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna say three nil Tottenham. Eight two to West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> then we have uh, Leicester in a Midlands derby against Wolves. So it so those those teams are two teams who like to counterattack, so I've no clue who's gonna win. I'm gonna say nil-nil. I'm gonna go one-one on this one. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say nil-nil on that. Oh, the 430 kickoff. The big game. Yeah. City and Liverpool. This time it actually is a big game. <laughs> An amazing game for once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An actual good game. I don't know what to do with this. Watch it be nil-nil. <laughs> I'm gonna oh say um four three city. Wow, so you're a lots, lots of goals. Yeah, goals, goals, goals. I don't think Firmino is going to score them. No, <laughs> but, but you're predict- you're predicting a City win. Yeah, City win four three for me. I agree. I think they're in the last few years, um, Liverpool don't don't have a great record. Yeah, yet City have. have a point to prove against them as well. Most of all, and I like City to win this way. The title race is blown open. Yeah. Also, anyway, in the next game, um, we have. The team placed in eighth against the team placed in ninth. We have Arsenal versus Villa. God, um, Aston Villa, uh, they like they won their first four games, yeah, many games. But since then, it's yeah, just I'm been gonna say two nil Arsenal on that. I love Grealish. I think he could score, maybe give mm. an assist. So I'd probably go three one Arsenal. I'm gonna go two nil Arsenal. Anyway, that is the predictions for the week. Um, Anyway, cheers for listening. This has been Classic 9. If you've enjoyed, please feel free to subscribe and follow on all the streaming services. All that good stuff, all the usual stuff. Bye. Bye.